The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Zip got his booster shot. You're kidding me. No, he finally did. Yeah. Congratulations. Felt like shit all day. <laughs> what do you mean? I really did. It, oh, like a truck hit me. Yeah. But it was yesterday. I got the shot. Yeah. It, same thing happened on the Yeah, the next day. Shot. Right. Yeah, just ass kicking. What were your symptoms? Um, dull headache, chills, uh, unbelievable body aches, and that was it. Body aches, headache, fatigue, chills. Chills went away quick. I'm a little disappointed, you know. Why is that? Because <laughs> it was a running gag that I would say, did you get your shot yet? And you would go, well, I'm working on it. I know. We're going to have to come up with some other content rather than just take a dump on old zip. <laughs> We'll find a different way to take a dump. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the Bob and Zip Show. The Bob and Zip Show with Nick Kelly. Okay, it's, uh, uh, as the release of this podcast happens, it's December 16th. Bob and Lisa are in Virginia and uh, in historic Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, Zip is in uh, Worcester Bean Town, and Ed Kelly is in good old Detroit. Um, Motor things, City. Back the, in Detroit. Anyway. The Motor City. Yeah. I've got your, uh, actually, your Motor City jingle. Narcoleptic Ed, live <laughs> from Detroit. Oh, okay. and if you think it's bad yeah. now, it's going to get worse, mister. <laughs> So, uh, and, and we're recording this a little bit late because of schedule conflicts, but I think that should be okay. Everybody's awake, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Schedule conflicts, that sounds so important. So important. <laughs> yeah. Ed ha had a, a gig this evening. All right. Yeah, somebody forgot that we were supposed to, that's the schedule. So, okay, let's, uh, let's start with, um, I, I have to start with this. I am in love. Well, we knew that. Yes, my wife and I are celebrating our 40th anniversary at a very romantic resort oh, here. How oh, very nice. In Virginia. And you know what the Virginia bumper sticker says? Yes, it's a state for lovers. Virginia is for lovers. Mm-hmm. And by the way, riding around here, I am so glad they went with that instead of Virginia is for overweight people. Because... <laughs> That's just wrong. So did it's you stop so wrong, and yeah. did you stop and get a pecan log and Viagra? So here, yes. So here's the thing about Virginia. Let me tell you this, because I'm overweight. Um, you are not. The thing about Virginia, uh, and maybe it's the South, and maybe I'm really naive. Why does bacon have to be in every single food? Because <laughs> it tastes good. Them little piggies taste Apple good. Apple pie with bacon bits. <laughs> You can't get a salad without bacon. Bacon makes everything better. And I, and I went to, a, we seriously, we went to, a, we walked out of a pub tonight because we went in and like we were just going to get a burger, but all the burgers had two fried eggs on them or egg mm -hmm. bacon pits or, you know, just uh, like a with ham. Uh, I mean, seriously. Dude. I miss bacon so badly. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. That's the one fluid that I really, really miss. Okay. Uh, it's the one thing I read about that is the worst thing you could possibly eat. Pork in general, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, but we're here, and um, there's a couple of things about Virginia that I want to get to because, well, have you, have either of you guys been to Virginia? I don't believe I have. I've been through it a number of times. 
It's really hard to get a sense of the place driving past the exits. (laughs) I feel for the people, yeah. Yeah. I did notice there was a Waffle House or two. (laughs) With bacon on the waffles. No doubt. (laughs) So um, where we are, we we got here kind of by accident because it was a timeshare that we were, you know, using up. And it was during the pandemic I booked it and I thought, what if I can't get on a plane? Yeah. Let me book a place for our anniversary that I could drive to if I had to. Right. That's smart. And um, Virginia's a long, a long trek from Vermont. Mm-hmm. It's also a place we've never been. And I, I do like that because when I go to a place, um, well, you know, a, a few things. Uh, oh, Lisa's handing me a map. Thank you, honey. <laughs> In case she f- thinks I'm going to forget where I am. Sure, <laughs> guide. When, when I go to a place I've never been. Mm-hmm. I absorb the culture. Now, I don't want to say I, I you know, I know it all. No. Other people think I say that, but I, it's, I never feel that way. Um, but I go, like, what's it about? Like, when I got to Seattle, I was like, what's it about? Well, we build airplanes mm-hmm. and software. And this guy's got a great idea for a warehouse called Costco. And there's this coffee we're working on called Espresso, right? Yeah. That was, that was Seattle. Mm-hmm. So here... It's historic Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get here, you're surrounded by the sense that wars were fought here. (laughs) And it's still, uh, by the way, heavily, heavy military presence. Mm -hmm. Military aircraft fly over all the time. And, um, And there's so many historic buildings and places to visit, and of course we did the big three. Now, do you know what the big three here are? It has to do think. with the Civil Wait, War. Williams, Williamsburg. You got it. Williamsburg, Yorktown, and uh, Jamestown. Okay. Uh, there have been massacres here. Uh, George Washington fought here. And um, it, it is said that the Revolutionary War, the tide turned and the war was essentially run a uh, one in Yorktown, and there is a uh, Revolutionary War museum there, mm-hmm. uh, and and so and I don't want to get into all the detailed history. No, but you're a history buff. That's what you do. I, I, well, I'm. I get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this weird feeling that all of humanity is connected, and not just all of us on Earth today are all brothers and sisters as human beings but also that we're connected throughout the history of mankind. Like, I feel like Fred Flintstone and I would have been buddies watch football <laughs> games together. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but I'm, and you know what I mean? And I feel like when I, when I see what people lived like hundreds of years ago, yeah. um, I, it, it, empathetically, I mean, it just... Um, I feel like I'm there with them. Hmm. Any of you ever feel that, or am I potentially a sick individual? No, I think that um, embracing minimalism can put you in touch with that. And minimalism meaning they didn't have flush toilets? Well, empathize was, with that, it, or? I'm, <laughs> well, there are people in Detroit that don't have flush toilets. Yeah, and actually, there's some people here, too. Mm-hmm. Zip? 
No, I was just, I, I was actually ruminating about uh, how, how they fought those wars back then, right? Uh. Didn't they just line up like bowling pins and walk into one another and just mow <laughs> each other down? No, Pretty much. how they fought? Well, at, uh, at the Yorktown um, Revolutionary War Museum yesterday, we had a musket demonstration. Oh, there you go. Way uh, too damn long to do. Well, they uh, here's how and the guy explained it to us. He was like, so it takes about a minute to reload these muskets, and they're all <laughs> standing there in a line facing each other. <laughs> how fun does that sound? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. You, you got to have a powder horn on your side. You got to have a ball. You've got to have... You know, wadding, and you've got to you got to have the God rod. God damn the this bottom. flint lock! Not again. <laughs> well, and and <laughs> the flint doesn't right. fire. Since you and by the way, I'm amazed you know a little of that, Ed, because this was all new to me because I'm really? a, I'm a dummy. Oh. But as he's demonstrating this in the exact spot where the Revolutionary War tide was turned, right in Yorktown, Virginia. And by the way, afterwards, Lisa and I went to the battlefields. Because there's trails there and you can hike. Yeah. yeah. And we hiked to them and I just kept thinking about these soldiers. First of all, they're all kids, basically. Right. Um, they're given rations, mm -hmm. meat, this hard cookie that they called bread, mm -hmm. and some broth. And that's about it. And they live in these tent encampments, which are recreated at the museum there. Wow. And when they go to fight, you're right. They line up with different, I don't know what you call them, companies or battalions or whatever. Yeah. I wasn't paying that much attention. But they line up in all these different units. And um, the coordination of the attack is as follows. Since each unit is all these guys standing right next to each other, which makes an easy target. Yeah, I'd say. And the Brit, the Brits used to wear red, which was really stupid. Which makes it easier to see them. Probably, yeah. a, we, we could all be uh, hailing the Queen if they had that's, chosen that's, just teal, perhaps instead. <laughs> but they line up, and what yeah. they do is they each little unit fires at once mm -hmm. as cover while the next unit is reloading. Oh, yeah. So the commander calls out for different units to fire. So essentially, someone's always firing. Yeah. And it's um, kind of like radio now. Yeah, someone's <laughs> just getting fired. Yes. Okay. There's always an intern ready to take your job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Behind you. <laughs> As I say, he's only 14. That's all right. Stand up. Stand up, kid. Can, can he talk? <laughs> all right. Great. We love so, beating on radio. That's so, terrible. Uh, anyway, they what happens <laughs> is they just fire at each other until one side is clearly kicking the other side's ass. And, and then the white flag hopefully goes up. Right. Yeah. And what's crazy about that is... This battle map. <laughs> well, you're, you're standing there, and you know that at any moment you could die. Yeah. That's mortal fear. And it occurred to me that most of us in modern times mm -hmm. are quite pussified <laughs> because yes, we have not had to deal with that. None of us have had to deal that with level that. Of fear, no. and, uh, and, and, and mankind has fought wars like this throughout mankind. On to ages of ages. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that annoys me the most about politics is that everybody who discusses politics knows nothing about humanity and the history of man. And the dangers that can come 
from not finding a way to compromise and work together. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for old men to send young men into the fray. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Super easy. I just remember uh, Donald Rumsfeld. He would have been at the, uh, at the Iraqi, the uh, Iraq War, right? Desert Storm. Uh, was Donald, Donald was involved in Desert Storm. Yes. Yeah, I just and he was him. also the build-up to the Iraq War. Uh, he was the champion of the weapons of mass destruction, and we have to destroy him because uh, otherwise he's going to build up all these weapons, which in I fact just, Saddam Hussein never had. No, I just I remember seeing him on TV one night, and he was talk just talking about the loss of life as ah, collateral damage. It's yeah. going to happen. It's, it's part of the game. Yeah, we got to figure those numbers in. Dismissive. Well, but isn't that the way? Of capitalism isn't that the way of CEOs and corporations mm-hmm. um, industrial military complex because if you really like people and you're kind like Mother Teresa there's no place for you no profit either you know you're not going to invent the next tech company <laughs> you're not gonna be a billionaire <laughs> it's just not gonna happen and if you are a billionaire you pretty much don't have to follow the law you can buy your way out of just about anything. Unless you're Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, I, there's a part of me that thinks Jeffrey is quite comfortable somewhere right now. Hmm. I think uh, he's got the full cable package with all the pay channels. That may be the case. That 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 it was, that was not a convincing body they pulled out of there that I saw on television. Yeah, I didn't, you know. Ooh, conspiracy theorists. No, wow. I, I remember thinking that distinctly, and I'm not a, conspira- a conspiracy theorist by any stretch. Generally, of I'm not, too. I mean, I think we actually did get to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I, that I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Happened. But the older I get, uh, and maybe this is a thing about getting old. Yeah. Uh, the the more I realize that I can't rule these conspiracy theories out, right, right. I just haven't seen enough to believe them. You know that that map that Lisa just handed you is flat, but the Earth isn't, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I do. Good. Um, so uh, anyway, so we went to... Um, God, there's three things I keep thinking about here in Virginia. Uh, one of them is that we were the illegal immigrants who came in and slaughtered... The natives. The natives. Yeah. And the other is that we bought and sold Africans, and they were property. Yeah. The third thing is that all men are created equal, but women are property too. And they they were chattel as well. Yeah. 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 And so, look, if you're truly into the founding fathers, you got a lot of work to do to get things back to the. <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> thank Good you for, point, Bob. Thank you for taking that really sick joke and laughing at it. But in other words, people got whip out the founding fathers all the time. Yeah, I know. And and, and you know the founding fathers. Oh, for crying out loud! They you know they were men of their time. Yes. Back then, uh, you could marry a fourteen-year-old. Heck, Steven Tyler almost did it. <laughs> in the I didn't 70s. know that. Did you know I, that? Jerry Lee Lewis did. He did yeah. that. His cousin, for that matter. Um, she was 12, though. Yes. 13, yeah. I think. Yeah. Back then, a woman was not allowed to own property. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a patriot, does that mean I want everything back the way? Of course not. Of course not. And I'm not well, sure I would. Uh, yeah. 
We all know Lisa owns you. <laughs> I'm pretty well behaved. Yes, you are. You're, you're well trained. Most of the time. <laughs> well healed. So uh, anyway, so being down here has sort of freaked me out. Really? Because, um, you know, it's almost like I'm transported back in time a couple hundred years. Oh, by the way, the population here is about 50% African-American. Mm-hmm. The population in Vermont is about five African-Americans in the whole state. It's about 85% in Detroit. You're at 85. Yeah. You're a minority. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, actually, in my building and in the city. So isn't it weird? Like, we're all supposed to be one country, but yeah, it's hard to feel like we are. It feels like we're a collection of countries. States' rights. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know they call them states, but they're supposed yeah. to be the, the United States. Well, a, friend, a Canadian friend called it the excited snakes of America. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, George Washington slept here. Uh, not in this bed I'm sitting on, but they're very close by. Uh-huh. And uh, Thomas Jefferson, you know, you know about him. A huge plantation, Monticello, mm-hmm. nearby to here. He was a proud slave owner, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them were. Let me ask you a question, Sip, and I want you to answer really honestly. Okay. If if you were allowed to own slaves to help you with your video production company. (laughs) (laughs) That is about as un-PC as it gets, Bob. (laughs) No, I mean, if it was a different time and that was the way all um, television production companies worked, uh, you know, would you? They're called interns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's actually these days. You know, it's interesting. I suppose back in the day, you didn't know any better. You, it was just expected. It was a learned behavior. That's what people did, and you didn't think it was out of, out of whack. Yeah. And it's constantly evolving, too. Yeah. Yeah, women, uh, marriages used to be arranged based on property and a dowry, and, yeah. you know, it was all... And, and by the way, when they... Um, Settlers first moved here. This is one of the presentations we saw over at uh, Jamestown. Yeah. By uh, the way, Bob, speaking of arranged marriages, and um, I, I can't, I can't back this up with a specific stat, but apparently, statistically, the cultures that still do arranged marriages, the success rates of those marriages are higher than traditional marriage. Sure, I'll bet. I'll bet because you uh, like we uh, we feel like we can bail on anything because we're entitled Americans. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is too easy to to, yeah. to leave. Yeah. Okay, I got a very good laugh out of the two of you, so there must be some truth in it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so over in Jamestown, when the first ship came, I think it was like 1607 or something like that. There's a recreation of the ship. They had, a, I think, a total of about 70 or so people on there, including the crew. Wow. And, oh, I, it was such an uncomfortable ship. Oh, I mean, yeah, that nightmarish. That's what I mean about being empathetic. Like, I get on this ship and I go, I can't sleep on that mattress. Well, that's terrible. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, get, get on a submarine. Yeah. Oh, Yes, worse even. So where's yeah. the head? Where's the where's the yeah. big screen TV? How am I going to, if I can't watch Netflix, how am I going to cross the entire freaking Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> You're soft, mister. So, uh, and they also, like at first they brought all these guys, colonial settlers, and, you know, they kept dying, and, uh, and they needed women to help them. So they rounded up young women yep. who wanted husbands, 
and they lured them with land, like you'll get a land grant of free land right, over there in the new world, and all you have to do is just move over there, some guy will, you know, you'll be his wife. Take me word for it, the bluest skies you've ever seen are in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't Seattle back then. Uh, no, yeah. it took a while to get there. Sure. In fact, it, 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 like the French had parts, the French and Spanish fought over. Uh, yeah. That's another thing. We just think of the Declaration of Independence and the United States, and it became the United States. But, um, you know, there were wars fought, and, and, and we just kept expanding and driving out natives and slaughtering slaughtering them and raping them and stealing their women and you know i i find it really hard to be proud of you know of the founding fathers i i realize what they made turned into something great and i don't have the exact quote in front of me there's one thing i read inside uh the museum at jamestown uh oh actually no it, it was uh uh Yorktown, um, and it was, I think it was George Washington, someone said this, it might have been Thomas Jefferson or Ben Franklin or one of those guys, he basically said that they had to keep the government, you know, had to get the government uh, strong so it could take care of the people, but weak enough so that it wouldn't, you know, Dominate. that it wouldn't get a full head and 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 overrun itself become dictatorial yeah yeah and, and that's still the thing like there's yeah. still in this country there's people who want it to be ruled by a despot want it to be ruled in, like they want a dictator and what's weird is they call themselves patriots that's a little concept. So it just freaks me out it freaks me out uh, but uh Enough about Bernie Sanders. So how are you guys? <laughs> so does this mean you're going to go out, get yourself a tri-cornered hat, and take yeah. part in recreations? In no, 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 no. But, I'm good. But, again, I'm good. Oh, the guy who demonstrated the musket, yeah. he, 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 you knew all the, the things he has, his little satchel on the side. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. got the wadded up paper and the gunpowder, right. which you have to tap in with this long rod. Yeah. And then you put a, a musket ball in there. Jam her down, put a flint in the flint in the flintlock, lock, and yeah. when you pull the trigger, it takes a while. <laughs> it takes a while. It's like a second delay. I know. <laughs> and a portion of the time, it just doesn't fire. It's not much of it doesn't fire, and it was not accurate. Oh, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> and the best you could do is stand there and throw bullets at the other side and hope more of them died before more of you died. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, boy, they got better when the Winchester Company opened up and started uh, pumping stuff out. Yeah, but not at the Revolutionary War. Not at the Revolutionary yeah. War. No. And not only that, at the time, the, the rifles themselves, because of the, the metallurgy of the day was not yeah. high end, they would blow up in their hands. I, I think it's unique that you're so taken um, with a historic aspect of where you are geographically but you you've been in the boston area your whole life for oh, a yeah. good chunk of it oh, yeah. i mean I, that's where it all began really it, it is yeah. actually that is where it all began uh, and, and a lot of the museums down here focus on uh concord and lexington and bunker yeah. hill right. all of those stories are told in the movies here uh because that's where it really really began but when the battle at jamestown was won that's when the uh, that's when what was his King George the Third? He was a fuck up, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean 
<laughs> the, the dude, the dude, basically. So here's what was going on. They kept sending over these settlers, and they kept dying. Yeah. And then they sent over women and supplies, and England was going bankrupt. Just supporting the war. Just trying to, well, just trying to colonize yeah, America. Yeah. And then they had a war with the French. They called it the French-Indian War. I don't know why. They still thought of the Indians as being... Well, they so. got along a whole lot better, the, the French with the Indians. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, some Indians also wanted the, uh, wanted the British to be defeated. As well. Nobody ended up liking the British. No, and that's still the case today. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> And they don't like us either. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, who, it's just so strange. And and so, yeah, Boston has that. I, I want to go back to Boston and feel that too. Yeah. And Zip, if he does get one of those tri-corner hats, Bob is from <laughs> Connecticut, he, sure. he would be saying the Yiddish are coming. The Yiddish are coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, and there's two other things I want to say about Virginia. One is... Um, a friend of mine retired down here. His name is Pete Salant. You might have seen me post about him on Facebook. I did, yes. He was really my first radio buddy. In, oh, yeah. I, see, I did see that post. Yeah. yeah, in like my first radio job. And we had fun. We'd smoke pot in the studio. And you would think, like, what if you get caught by the program director? And it was like, no, I sold him pot. He was uh, and I think it's okay I can say that now. His name was Chuck Martin. Do you ever hear of Chuck yeah. Martin? He was huge. Hey, Chuck Martin. <laughs> he was. He ran KHJ in Los Angeles. He was. Just, he did not. He did. He was massive. Wow. And the program uh, consultant was a guy named Les Garland, who is him. I've heard of. Yeah. Massively famous. He ran, I think, yeah. CKLW and a whole bunch of yeah. other stations. Anyway, from the very beginning, I got lucky, and I was around all of these really. Titans. Oh, just brilliant broadcasters, and some of it rubbed off. Um, Pete Salant on, on on who? Well, on me. Pete Salant <laughs> went on to become one of the great program directors in the country, uh -huh. uh, in New York City. He was just a legend, absolutely, and um, it was it was great, you know, great to see him and remember. But you know, being transported back in time. I don't know if this ever happens to you guys. All of a sudden, being with him, I remembered that I was 19 years old right. when I worked with him, and I started to remember some of the dumb decisions I made. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's a wonder I survived. You failed forward, Bob. Oh, and I can't even tell you some of the worst ones, mm -hmm. uh, but really- it's okay. I, Lisa will. No, she doesn't. I don't think she knows all of them. She probably does. I've told See, her everything. Yeah. But I mean, I broke laws. I, you know, uh, seriously, the uh, the pot thing. I, I had a triple beam. I did the the overnight show, two to six a.m. Oh, that's the yeah, great great shift. No one's in there. I did. I mean, you could weigh out sixteen baggies of pot <laughs> while you were running the songs and weigh each didn't, one on the scale. Yeah, didn't you get shit canned for putting the hamburgers in the cart machines to keep them warm? Uh, Pete, oh. Pete will remember that story, but uh, uh, yes, McDonald's. He did. McDonald's me. was gourmet food. I didn't get fired for that. It just became it just became a legend because I would want to eat, and they had these six banger cart machines yes, overnight. ITCs, and, ITC, and for folks at yes. home, they look a little like uh, your old eight track players, four track players, only a triple decker. And they were warm. And side the thing about side. doing overnights was there were really no commercials. 
from two to six? No. A couple of commercials. PSA. So three of those cart machines were empty, <laughs> and they were just the right size, right size. To, to put a McDonald's cheeseburger. Remember. <laughs> you couldn't afford the Big Mac. Well, it's not just that, but the cheeseburger fit. Uh, oh, but also, this is... Seriously, this is, uh, I don't even think the microwave oven had been invented. I was going to say the precursor to the microwave, the ITC the tape yeah. tronic. And seriously, one night, um, Chuck Martin came in and, uh, you know, I had I had baggies of pot on the counter and I had cheeseburgers <laughs> in the cart machine. Cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Let's just say he was kind and I gave him a discount. That's all I want to say. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, I'll bet. But I'm in, in just when I think how stupid I was. Oh. You're an engineer's nightmare is what you are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I've got uh, one of those mm. with with the shrink wrap dryer. Do you remember that story, Bob? But, no, I don't. I spilled, I spilled a coffee into the remote controls for oh, the yeah, tape yeah, deck. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. That and happens. I went into in Don Bardinaro's engineering room. He had a shrink wrap gizmo <laughs> that mm. developed like 1,300 degrees. I thought oh, it was hair dryer. So he was drying out the console <laughs> where you spilled the coffee. The console and <laughs> yeah. melting, melting the, the Seriously, folks, we were so <laughs> stupid. I mean, just... <laughs> and had no sense of anything, just no sense of anything. So, anyway, I'm but we had the passion. You had the passion. Yeah, we did. That's all that mattered. Coming back, uh, very humble, but also very concerned about America. I, I really, I really think we've lost our way, and that uh, everybody needs to realize that it's all about all men being created equal, and it's about loving each other. And even though we had slaves and women were property and couldn't own property. Um, and we, you know, basically ripped this land f from its rightful owners. Mm. Um, now that we're stewards of it and running it, we should treat each other nicer. That's basically all, I'm, all I have to say. Uh, oh, the other huge thing. I, I started the podcast by saying I'm in love. Yes. And uh, yep. not just because it's my 40th wedding anniversary. I rented... A Tesla for this trip. No, which one? Uh, the Model Three. Three, good. That's the one that uh, a guy just. Um... Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to take the gloss off this story. Go ahead. What, what do you mean? That's the one. You know, someone else who got it. No, there was a news story today where somebody was driving one, and uh, a passenger was taken out. And a, 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 I'm sorry, a pedestrian was taken out. Well, I'm sure that happened to a lot of Camrys yes, it today, too, and a bunch of Nissans. Mm -hmm. But, of course, it's Tesla, so it makes the news. It makes the news. Was it an automatic driving when it happened? Yes. You know when you're automatic driving, you're supposed to keep your hands on the wheel and stay alert. <laughs> he was not doing that. Yeah. He probably put cheeseburgers in the cart machines when he was in radio. <laughs> you should not be allowed a Tesla. Yeah. All right. So here's here's what I want to say about the Tesla. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fast, right? Oh, it's not that. Although that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. It just, why? Whoa. Why wouldn't everyone in the world drive this? You're a techie, aren't you? Uh, 
uh, I don't know how to answer that without walking into the corner you're painting me into, but <laughs> I, not really. I mean, I wouldn't have no no idea how to work on a Tesla if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, but you and you enjoy the technical aspects of it, right? Uh, yeah, but it's not that. No. Oh, it's so comfortable. The seats are the most comfortable I've ever been in. So the drive is the smoothest drive I've ever had in any vehicle. Hmm. Let me tell you the story. Okay. So, of course, I want one of these. <laughs> of course you do. Now, they got you. <laughs> but I've wanted one for years and years and years. And never, you know, I don't like to be on the bleeding edge of that kind of technology because right. I know what it costs. Yep. So when we landed, well, before we left, I, I booked one. Mm-hmm. And you can do that on an app called Turo. Have you ever heard of that? I have, yeah. It's kind of a, an alternative to... Airbnb of automotive. Yes. Right. It's yeah. the Airbnb of car rentals. Basically, right. Zip, if you want to rent out your shitbox to someone who's really desperate... <laughs> you don't have a shitbox, but... What, what was the daily, if you don't mind my asking? What was the daily rate? On it, yeah. Yeah, so they varied. Some of them were like 120 bucks a day. Right. Um, and this one was listed at 80 Good for you. Compared to other SUVs that would be like 65, I figured it, it was worth it. Sure. And I booked it. And, you know, you communicate just like Airbnb. You communicate to yeah. the guy who owns the car. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll be waiting for you at the airport. And I said, I haven't driven one of these before. He says, it's a breeze. You know, I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Did you have to drive him home? I thought I would. But when I got to the airport, there was a message that's saying, it's in space number 660 at the center wow. door of the garage. When you get there, call me, and I'll remotely open the car for you and tell you whatever you need to know. Wow. Jesus. Wow. I know. He's looking for a five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> and, but here's the thing. I was kind of nervous. I, uh, before I took off, I, I set my iPad to download all these How to Drive a Tesla videos. Right. And I figured on the plane, they'll be downloaded, and I could, I could watch them for, on YouTube. I got on nope. the plane, and my um, YouTube had froze because it wouldn't download because I was not in Wi-Fi. Uh. So I literally got to the car knowing, hold on, the right word's going to come to mind. Oh, Zip. <laughs> or as we say in Detroit, no, jack shit. I literally walked up to this guy's, you know, fancy Tesla. Yeah. Literally like a guy, like the most thing I've, the closest I've ever come to driving that is a golf cart. <laughs> and so I call him and he's like, hey, y'all ready to go? I'm just going to let you in. Is there anything you need to know? I'm like, well. Everything. <laughs> so how do I uh, turn it on? <laughs> And he said, "Well, you just take the key card and you put it uh, on the on the. There's like a little shelf on the on the uh, center console, and uh, push the button and it'll go on. And then you move the lever up and down for you know drive or, or reverse." I said, "Okay, I, I didn't want to admit that I, you know, was taking a huge risk with his car. So I said, "Well, I'm just going to go slow. I, I did that thing Zip does where my voice goes way up where you know I'm nervous." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I, I think I got it. And Lisa, like the last time she was this nervous about us driving, it was when I rented a car in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> From a guy named Rick Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> and you drive on the other side of the road, but all the signs are in Thai. 
Right. So um, anyway, within f- just, I mean, seconds, I was right at home. Wow. Uh, the car does a few weird different things. It has regenerative braking. You guys know what that is? Yeah, it is uh, the gyros from the motors that slow rather than the brakes. You are recharge. a guy from Detroit. Isn't he from Detroit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, what that translates to is when you're driving and you push down the accelerator and you let the accelerator up, the car slows down super quick. Mm-hmm. That charges the battery. And so um, what you have to learn how to do is be very gentle with your foot and you never have to use the brake. They call it one pedal driving. Yeah. And it was fantastic because anyone who's ever ridden with me. Yes. <laughs> Glad you're saying it. No, no, no. I have always considered the pedal something I can tap. <laughs> I've always, woo, woo, yeah, woo. I yeah. you can't drive this car that way. So yeah. in two days, this car trained my foot to <laughs> gently and only move slowly. Very cool. Even Lisa notices. Yeah. Um, and it's so freaking smooth. Oh, and the seats. Oh, the seats I, remind me of my mom cradling my bare ass when I was a baby. <laughs> are, are, did you sign an endorsement deal, Rivers? No, they're get, I got nothing for this. I'm going to wait and just like everybody else. Us too, else. right, Zip? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, when I say these, these are fake leathers, so no animals are harmed. Yes, good. But when I say the seats just made for my ass, and the uh, and and they have so many controls. I mean, they have the lumbar control. Yeah. But here's the other thing: because it's a luxury car, mm-hmm. my wife goes, "We'll see what my seat does." That's my impression of her. It's very bad. <laughs> and she goes, "I have all the same controls as you." Wow. I said, yes, Elon knew I would have to ask you for the money to buy this car. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and by the way, the seats have low, medium, and high seat heaters. All five seats, all three back seats, both fronts. I mean, they thought of stuff, you know, the dumb stuff that makes you feel cared for. But also... The ride. I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just that I, I could never drive another. It'd be like if you, you know, went out with Jennifer Aniston and then you had to move to Ohio and find a bride. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's some good lookers in Ohio. Are there, uh, pick a state that's really far from us and no one listens. <laughs> no, but, it, or <laughs> south of West Virginia or whatever. <laughs> it's just, ah, it's so incredible. And, and I'm like, uh, uh, the first day I drove it, I like went on the website and I got all the way to the click on the $250 deposit. And then I went, oh, I'm not doing that yet. But it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing, uh, charging. Yes. Uh, people think it's free. Uh, it's definitely Credit a myth card. that it's free. You pay for electricity, even though Credit card. you don't you don't use a lot of it. I can tell you how much electricity it takes to charge the battery. It takes about seventy five kilowatts. Right. And um, I pay. What do I pay for a kilowatt hour? Um, Fifteen cents. So 15 cents times 75 is what? Oh, please. I've been rehearsing for six hours and you're asking <laughs> I'll get out the calculator. A math. <laughs> uh, I went to a supercharger and it was about five bucks to fill the thing. 
But at the resort we're staying at, they have those free electric cars. Triple chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the night, I pop it in one of those, and it's full. And where we live, there's some free ones, too. Right. And I know my wife is going to make me. Don't you plug that in at home. (laughs) (laughs) Can you not use the solar uh, power to power it? Oh, I have solar, but I also I don't know if I have enough. We'll see. Oh, okay. Plus, uh, even if I already have enough of something, if I can get it for free, it's just been my DNA to try and get it for free. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know, it, it really does eliminate your gas bill, though. It pretty much does, yeah. And yeah. all so, your repairs and all your maintenance and mm-hmm, all of that, everything. unless you um, play crazy with the automatic driving and, you know, kill a pedestrian, it's <laughs> wonderful. Yes, Zip. Aren't there some additional charges to running, though? Don't you have to, you know, take out some kind of insurance? Or how does that all work? Is it on the owner of the car to have that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure it's, no, the, the organization, the, the, it's up to the... Uh, You're asking about the Turo car rental? Yeah, Turo yeah, has yeah, their yeah. insurance. Uh, yeah, so uh, I looked into that with my insurance guy. And it's the same as any other car rental company. My insurance covers me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I read, I read that Turo um, covers uh, uh, Turo the owner covers the owner, right. but Turo would come after you if you weren't covered, just right. like Hertz and Avis. Right. Uh, never trust that corporate CEOs will let you off the hook if they can screw no. you. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> anyway, so it's great. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't even. I can't even count the ways. It's just How do I love thee? Oh. <laughs> so you're in love with the car. I'm in love with my car. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, it's good. And Lisa, she's not even complaining. She likes it. Well, uh, she still doesn't like that's... me. She doesn't like my driving or anything. <laughs> I disagree. But, all right. Uh, oh, Andrew Rivers is here. Let's bring him on. Why not? Oh. Andrew, how are you? Hello, you're a little muffly for me, but uh, sounds like you're on hotel internet. Actually, we're all doing just fine there, my friend. All right. Well, if it sounds good to you, it's good to me. No, no, you sound terrible. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> it's okay. Hang on. It'll clean up in a little bit. You're there home, right? Yeah, I'm at home. Which microphone I are you using? I off the porn and everything just for you. That's good. Thank you. It, it, you have a problem with that microphone? Is that the good no, one? No, it's all good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all good. It just it just takes a second to uh, get the internet uh, warmed up. It's got to spool up, you know? Yeah, same thing happened with <laughs> Zip, by the way. Uh, and all of you, actually, uh, came on a little bit weird. All right. Andrew Rivers is back uh, touring the Pacific Northwest after being all over the country with Steve Hofstetter and uh, has recently done some sold-out uh, and some semi-sold-out shows uh, there. And uh, how's it going? I'm good. Uh, it's an exciting day at my house. Just got a new washing machine delivered. <laughs> so I'm officially uh, 36 years old. I'm excited about a washing machine. <laughs> right. You've you've bought your first I, appliance, your first major appliance, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, my old one just broke, and at the worst possible timing, you know, I just got home from a, like a month-long tour, and I had 16 oh. piles of laundry ready to go. Oh. And then the thing looked at my laundry and said, "No thanks, I'll take the easy way out." <laughs> and then uh, it just exploded. Yeah. So 
you know, 16 tons. <laughs> what do you right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> how did you know that your, uh, how did you know your washing machine was kaput? Did it, uh, did well, it I paid a, I did the rookie move and I paid a guy a hundred dollars to tell me that I needed a new washing machine. <laughs> I'm an idiot because I thought you could fix it. I don't know enough right. about washing machines, but I guess there's no such thing as the Maytag repairman anymore. He went no. out of business. No, <laughs> like so, absolutely. Yeah. I started to watch a YouTube video on how to fix it, and then I was like, I could just hire the guy in the YouTube video. That seems much simpler. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, they just came and they said, "Yeah, this thing sucks, and uh, it's six years old, so you're gonna sink more money into it." Than is you that can. how long you've been in that condo? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty oh, stable. Pretty good. That's pretty stable. You're yeah. 36. Well. Awesome. So now, because I've had no laundry machine for like a week and a half, I've been uh, dipping into my backup outfits. You know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get superstitious with my outfits. I don't know if you yeah. feel this way sometimes. Like if you need a special microphone when you're doing voiceovers or. Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Yeah, something I that do. gives you like a home field advantage. Yeah, in fact, I lost my lucky mic cord, and the Seahawks have barely won any games this year. <laughs> As a direct result. Uh, well, you can use the new one to hang yourself, but... Thank uh, you. Uh, nice. We'll give it to my I, Seattle friends who are more into hanging themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get yeah, I get superstitious about... Well, not superstitious, just, just a little stitious, as Mitch Minor, would say. A little but, bit of stitious, yeah. Just a little bit of stitious. But I have shirts that I've bombed in that I, I just never wear again. <laughs> You know, wow. if I have a bad show in a shirt, it just hangs in he my closet it. as a reminder right. to my other shirts. You know, every morning they're like, pick me, pick me. And I go, you know what you did. And then. Yes, it's all you. It's very funny. And boy, if you've seen my, uh, my how late, how rough my shows have been going lately, it's amazing I have anything to wear these days. Ha have so. you had oh. some rough shows, to be honest? I know you're honest about it. Oh, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm taking more chances. Uh, you know, the album is out, so I'm, I'm pushing real hard on some new stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, you just, that's part of the growth process, which is unfortunate for some audiences that they just have to see the early version of <laughs> the Sorry, show. you have to see this, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I really wish I'm it was sorry. better for now, but I need you to not laugh so that I know it's not funny first, you know? Because uh, in my room, I'm like, show. I'm a genius. This is brilliant. You're the second coming. And then you bring it to an audience, and they're like, yeah. yeah. And so you go, oh, maybe I'll add some more stuff to that. So. That, that is the process, by the way. All good comedians do that. I, I remember going to yep. see Robin Williams uh, in Seattle at uh -huh. uh, Showtime, and he had a whole bunch of new material, and he wanted to just do, quickly work it out. So they gave away all the tickets for free. And, you know, we got to go in there and he had notes and he was just like, I'm trying out this material. And, you know, it was pretty funny, but, you know, it would have been better a year later, right? Yeah. Right. Mm. But yeah, things are going well. I uh, I just got done in, uh, on my own little tour with uh, my best friend, Corey Michaelis. Um, we both had dry bar comedy specials and, you know, mine has like 15 million views and uh, his has something like 65 million or, I mean, I, who's really counting? I mean, yeah, who's counting? That? <laughs> you are. You. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the count is what I believe. But, uh, <laughs> but we teamed up and run like Facebook ads together. We rented like, um, you know, we rent these music venues because it's harder to get booked at comedy clubs if you're not mega famous right now. You know, yep. they're booking like Jeremy Piven and Stormy Daniels and stuff and... 
And Stormy and has really I... Stormy has really plied her craft for a long time and really <laughs> yeah, polished. Yeah, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's done a lot of polishing the over the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, most people to say pay to see Stormy in their hotel room, but uh, <laughs> but uh, she's really doing anyway, comedy we, shows. She's really going out and she, not recently. A couple uh, years ago, she did get booked at a couple comedy clubs, and uh, good for her. You know, make your money and. Uh, I just uh, take it personally, but that's my problem, not hers. You know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, we called the tour. At first, it was bald and beautiful because Corey is bald, and I said that I was growing my hair out for him for a wig. <laughs> wow. Um, it was a joke, but you we ended up calling it the Goldilocks tour, and not for hair jokes, <laughs> but because we rented three venues that were 150 seats and we sold so well in one of the venues that we had to move to the bigger venue across the street wow we sold you know 210 tickets and so oh. but then in portland we only sold 52 tickets so we moved to the smaller venue nah. but uh in eugene we had 144 which was just right and uh you know the benefit of producing <laughs> your own Locks. show yeah, yeah 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 i get it yeah yeah you remember the three bears absolutely you know? yeah. You never read to me many stories, so I'm sure it's... Uh... <laughs> He's emotionally neglectful. Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, what's great about producing your own show and like running your ads is that you get more money, potentially. And then the, the downside is that you have to read all of the comments. So, you know, it's just people calling you not funny, and you're like, wow, the voices in my head have a Facebook... Yeah, wow. Oh, you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. You mean after a show, people go on yes. Facebook a, 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 who are at the show to complain? Well, they see the video from four years ago. You know, I'm running oh, my okay. dry bar video, and okay. so obviously, I'm I'm a much I'm much more proud of the jokes I I tell now. You know, but um, I haven't quite figured out the uh, marketing strategy behind my own clips because I think the dry bar clip because it says five million views, people get a little more impressed and they go, "Oh wow, this guy's must be famous or something." Oh yeah, it's called shine. Um, it's it's PR, right. it's spin, polishing. Story, yeah. Well, say. there's another aspect of it too, which is which applies to bands uh, and it applies to all of us, and it's production values. So. Mm -hmm. um, right. Uh, one of the reasons we're doing really good on audio and I worry about video aside from the obvious is that um, <laughs> face for radio. Well, no, to, to, it's not just that, but it's creating video production values. Right. You know, you right. gotta have a scrolling breaking news on the bottom of the screen. You yeah. Gotta have and a little background logo and, and, and you, logo and, and, and breaking yeah. wind and you need the correct lighting. <laughs> and you know, you and I are basically holding up two iPhones uh, right. talking to each other and in some ways it's it's nice just the, in the way that south park is fine art right. <laughs> but well um, you know yeah. your favorite tv shows were in black and white so uh, some of the early ones <laughs> that's right <laughs> that is right black and white tv i remember black and white you know what else i, I love remember? black and white tv yeah mm. you know what else Ain't i remember right phones with wires yeah. phones with wires <laughs> Andrew doesn't even know that sound. I'm aware of it, yeah. Really? I mean, uh, when we went to uh, Grandpa Berdecki's house, there was oh. uh, that thing there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I remember phones. I remember. Uh, hold, hold on, there's a call a for you, Andrew. Yes, Sean. Yes, go ahead, call her. Andrew, guess whatever you do, do your comedy, but don't turn out like your 
dad. <laughs> He's not funny. <laughs> He's just like... got money. <laughs> You've got talent. Anyway. Is this Dr. Fauci? Or yeah, who, it's, uh... Dr. No, <laughs> it's no. Fauci's mom, actually. That's who that is. Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> Good night. Well, um... <laughs> Thank you. That's, uh... Uh, anyway, I remember, um, I used to call girls I had a crush on and mom would pick up the phone after five minutes and go, hurry up and get off the phone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's no wonder I didn't develop a healthy relationship, but, uh, sure. Uh, that doesn't happen with cell phones, does it? That's well, no party lines. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're party lines. All right. Mm. <laughs> sure. You can throw away another way, but, uh, the, uh, <laughs> The other interesting thing on these ads, Corey, uh, he gets called gay a lot, which is interesting. Well, the two of you showing your bare ass together on a beach. Well, beef. that's not, you know, that's not. No, the two of you kind of uh, act, yeah. you t I'm glad you brought this up because I wasn't <laughs> oh, going to. Okay. But the two of you uh, kind of act gay in all of your promo stuff together. You got your just... arms around each other. You're showing your ass crack. Come on. <laughs> He got it's a rose not. in his teeth. Yeah. In fact, I sent that picture uh, to a gay friend of mine. What did he think of my butt? And now he's straight. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> no, I sent it to to uh, Paul Anderson, and I said, "Is my son trying oh. to tell me something by posting this yeah. stuff?" And he said, "Your son's a comedian. He's only a few beers away from any kind of pleasurable experience." <laughs> <laughs> Which well, I thought was days, very clever. Beers uh, is going to yeah. be tough to make a pleasurable experience. Night, but, uh, I don't know. It's such a weird comment because it's not like it's also not the insult you think it is. You know, like what are you trying to say? I look nice. Wow. Yeah. You know, hmm. stick a finger in my ass. You just ruined my day. <laughs> you trying to flirt with me? Some people do try to flirt. And uh, mostly Corey, but it doesn't work because I leave a bunch of comments <laughs> calling him gay. But I had a uh, I had a girl messaging me, and I almost got catfished because I was showing Corey like, "Hey, check out this hot girl coming to the show," and he was like, "That's not a real person. Her profile is blank except for one bikini photo, and it has three mm -hmm. likes. That's that's yeah. not a hot chick. That's, that's a usually dude a fake account. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The catfish." Yeah. And I was like, hey, well, joke's on him. He's going to feel real awkward showing up to claim tickets under Tiffany. And, uh, <laughs> then I realized we were in Portland. So a dude named Tiffany, not that crazy. Not that big of a deal in Portland. <laughs> not that big of a deal. So know. did the did Tiffany show? I don't think so. Uh, she didn't say hi. I did that, that last uh, joke at the show. So um, I don't think she... Uh, so that, that was they. a joke that was actually real. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I was not close to actually believing that she was into me. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I I've been using this, I've been using my face as bait for a while, so I know what kind of uh, fish I can catch, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at a certain point, yeah. I've been on the internet for you know twenty years of my life. I yeah. uh, I've been catfished since hotornot.com, so you know, <laughs> I know what to look out for at this point. Right. It's, uh, right gonna be hard to get me you You're know cautious. i when i was in college i sold uh i sold my computer to a nigerian prince and so you know i've been, <laughs> I've, I've run the gauntlet of scams and yep. uh i've 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 i know what to look out for um hmm. but uh while we were in portland we went to a strip club which uh because you know you and corey in rome yeah yeah 
Okay. The, Portland has the it's most. It's Rome, strip not clubs. Portland, but I, but continue with the story anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. Portland has the most strip clubs per capita. Does it really? So, I did not know. Yeah, that. I didn't yeah. know it either. I'm proud that yeah. I haven't known that kind of stuff. For, <laughs> I'm moving to Portland. Feel, <laughs> back since my yeah. early days in radio, I haven't yeah. known that stuff since. Well, I feel like if we get these Antifa fellows to just look at some tits once in a while, you know, we could lower the tension in the room. But, Absolutely. Uh, proud of you too. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they like the other persuasion, but good for them. Uh, maybe they'll look at my bare ass. But uh, Corey has a uh, podcast where he interviews strippers called Stripper Whisper about how to be a better customer. Hmm. And uh, so we go to the club for like research purposes, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. According to Visa, this is a business trip, you know. It's nice to write it off while you're getting it off, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> it is hard to get uh, guests because you can't just go up to a stripper like, "Hey, come back to my hotel room for an interview," you know. Yeah. They're uh, they're, they're keen on the scam there. You got a fistful of fifties. <laughs> yeah, but while we were there, this is crazy. Uh, uh, we saw hookers in the strip club. And I know you're technically supposed to call them sex worker, sex workers, because right. you know they charge you extra to call them names. But uh, <laughs> I just thought, and you're thought laughing a little too hard at this. I like go that ahead. Jo- I like that joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. <laughs> but I thought it was weird that like security even let them in. You know, because. <laughs> If I was a stripper, I'd be pissed off if like a hooker came into the cl- that you know, that's like if I was at a comedy club and Chris Rock showed up. It's like technically <laughs> we're both in the same business, but that's he's good. offering a way better product, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I got it, I got it. I think, I think. <laughs> Anxious to see where anyway, this goes. Uh, I know. I just nothing happened. They, you know, you went home. Were, good, thank you. Oh, that's uh, what I was yes, I'm a yeah. good boy. Yeah. I, I, you know, we lost a thousand dollars that night. So. Uh, before the hookers, so you know we didn't have a, you a lost budget it. to. Yeah. That's good. That's to good. Uh, get back, but anyway, uh, Friday I'm in North Bend Theater again. I'm excited to sell All it right. out. Uh, hopefully, um, it's only at like 150, um, and it seats 250. So we're hoping for a last minute uh, miracle. You know, I think hometown. this new variant is kind of scaring people off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this new variant came out a couple weeks ago, and so maybe all the media circus without any actual real information is uh, scaring people off because i guess it has different symptoms now you know the mm-hmm. your symptoms are loss of taste and loss of income apparently so <laughs> it's too soon too well, soon from uh, struggling, 2020 struggling. <laughs> but uh i'm never wearing this outfit again I'd say <laughs> that, but, uh, <laughs> can i have that shirt yeah uh You'll be happy to know that in uh, Bend, Oregon, we ran into my friend Bomb Shelter Bart. I remember oh, him. Yes, yeah, that guy. What does so he say? He was uh, charming. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, he just discovered who you are, and that I'm re- like he know he knew who you are separately, but he didn't know we were related. So, I just reposted your uh, "I Am Santa Claus" music video because tis the season. And he was going off in the comments like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that's your dad. And he tagged eight friends and was like, remember when we listened to this song? And so now I think you've also got a spot in the bomb shelter. That's that's perfect. A, a spot in the bomb shelter and Atlantic Records will send me enough money to uh, fill up a Tesla once. <laughs> <That'll be it. laughs> with electricity with electricity yeah i'm driving a tesla gotcha. down here you missed that yeah part. how's that going for you mom said it's like driving an ipad 
Well, she makes fun of the <laughs> iPad, but guess who's on the iPad more than me? Ah, uh, the whole time, yeah. And, and she does well, like the car. Well, she should be. You're yeah. driving, so. No, but she does yeah. like the car. She uh, she doesn't necessarily like me driving ever, so um, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, look out, look out, look out. She's like well, like a, that 50s record. What was that? I felt so helpless. What could I do? It was um, remembering uh, all the things last we've been kiss. through. Yes. She always feels like I'm about to crash and kill us. And yet we've been married for 40 years. Crazy. I didn't pick up that reference first. I didn't know. <laughs> I know. We were out on a date in my daddy's Tesla. <laughs> That's right how the song goes. And uh, in, in our 40 years, she's had three moving accidents. And I've wow. had zero. She drove more than you. And when Do you I remember said the time? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is your story? I thought you were done with this. Go oh. ahead. No, that's okay. I gloated, and I'm feeling a little bad about it, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, do you remember the time uh, I got into a small little fender bender, and uh, I think I drove off, and the person, you know, because there was no damage, but I told mom... But you, they called, they tracked you down. They like looked up my license plate. They tracked you down, sent you an email, and you planned a dinner with like a fake cop to come arrest you or something. I remember that. Yes, he used to be in the village. People, I remember that guy. He was fantastic. (laughs) Yes, I think I saw him at the strip club too. That's good to catch up with him. (laughs) Uh, Vaguely, I do recall that. Did it? Did it scare you? No, well, you canceled it at the last minute because you found out that I told mom. You thought that I was oh. hiding it from you, and you yeah. staged a uh, uh, incident. But yeah. uh, that's when I knew you were different from uh, your brother Keith, because <laughs> <laughs> I owned up to my mistakes. Well, yeah. you would I, like Keith would plan, um, you know, raves at our house when we were going away on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I still wasn't invited to those, which is crazy. And well, I. <laughs> You're just not that fun back then. I know, apparently. <laughs> the wrong age. Even now, you go home. You're at a strip club, you go home. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. I, I actually well, like that. you know. I, I you know, I was thinking about, you know, how hard my travel schedule is. A lot of people don't realize, you know, you know, checking in a new hotel even every day is, is tough. You know, it can take you 30 minutes to find the spa. So... Hmm. It gets tough out there, you know. It's tough, tough life you have. Yeah, <laughs> traveling all over the country in hotels. Oh, the empathy. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck not getting Omicron. Uh, actually, um, I'm trying to get it because. Uh, well, everyone's gonna get it. Yeah, like, you got it. Everyone. Literally, I, like 50 people in the NFL tested positive. So. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it it, it according to uh, you know, the best scientific knowledge we have now, which could change. It's uh, it's just a it, it doesn't have that severe of an illness to it, right? So um, as viruses tend to die off, they become yeah. less. Uh, as they mutate, they yeah. frequently give right. up some of their superpowers. Uh, and well, and to be more uh, transferable, you know, they have to sacrifice another part of the virus. So there's yeah. rarely like a superbug that's. Uh, Super contagious. Yes, and, but that's uh, like saying stuff. when the weather models predict this, this isn't going to happen. Now, you should know that it could certainly turn in the other direction. You could have a surprise uh, mutation that was way more deadly. And I'm not saying that couldn't happen. Uh, but in that terms sounds exciting of, to me. Well, as far as developments go, if this Omicron thing turns out to be a lightweight and everyone gets it, 
then it could literally be the end of the pandemic because we'd all have immunity. So it's a, on right. a serious note, that's, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. On a serious <laughs> note, Ed will just sum up herd immunity for you. <laughs> all right. Andrew, it's good to, good to talk to you. It's, uh, it's late here in Virginia. Uh, have you ever? Thanks for making time. Oh, my pleasure. Have you ever uh, performed in Virginia? Absolutely. I was in. Uh, I've uh, performed in Newport News, Virginia, one time. That's and, ten uh, minutes from here. The com- there was News, wow. there was nine people at the comedy show, and they the uh, the um, <laughs> the comedy club manager hits the uh, intro music to start the show. I was the feature act at the time, which means mm-hmm. you go up in the middle, right? Right. So right. she hits the intro music, which is, you know, two minutes long, and welcome to the comedy, zing, zing, whatever, you know, all the bells and whistles. <laughs> the and then as she does that, she comes up to me, she goes, hey, I just, um, I sent the bartender home because there's only nine people in the audience, but he was also the MC. So I need you to MC also. Sure. And so I went up and did 45 minutes from the very start of the show for nine people. Mm-hmm. And wow. then when I got off stage, I said, hey, I'd love to come back and headline sometime. And she said, do you have 45 minutes? And uh, that's when I realized uh, merit is not the most important thing yeah. in my business. So. Math is also not big in Virginia, I'm pretty sure. So mm. that's not a big deal. But that's a pro. A pro does that. I mean, yes. you, you know, if there's nine people there, it doesn't change what you do. In fact, it's, I know you're, you're smart enough to know it's a learning opportunity. And I've seen you do it. Um, I've seen other uh, smart professionals do it. So that's good. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. Well, that was a long time ago. You know, now we got... Uh... I got 12 people at those terrible shows. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. All right. Andrew, God bless. See you. All right. Later. Yeah, I'll send you the video. See you, Thanks, buddy. Okay. <laughs> All right, there he goes. So, uh, I don't know if there's a, a, any other burning desires before we take off tonight. This is going to be a slightly shorter episode as we're heading towards Christmas. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but I'm using Christmas as an excuse. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah. laughs> All right, I'm glad you guys had a lot prepared. Um, <laughs> I have two I other stories if you're ready. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. Did you know that diet soda is disappearing from store shelves? Why? Through demand? You did not know this. As you make your way through the soda aisle, if you're looking for the word diet, oh, they won't use it. They you won't see it. it. Why? Because diet packaging is disappearing. Instead, those beverages are now going to be labeled zero sugar. Yeah. Uh, a good dear uh, show business friend of mine once said something that stuck with me. Um, do you know what the first three letters of diet spell? Die! <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know who would have said that to me? Uh, no. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons? No. Wow. He said, refuse to say diet. He would say, move around, exercise, be healthy, eat healthy. He would never say diet. Because diet, uh, diet, mm-hmm. like, just the very word, I'm on a diet. Yeah. It's sort of admitting a moral failing. I'm a pig. I can't eat the right way, so I have to punish myself. 
<laughs> be on a diet. And uh, that's really bad. And and so this is it is. And by the way, this is happening because millennials don't like the word diet. And no, it's they 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 tie it to fat shaming. I think. Well, they tie it to fat shaming, but they yes, I, I, it may not be just fat shaming. It may be just the fact that it's also admitting that you suck and you need to diet. Whereas if you simply saying. I'm smart, therefore I don't want sugar, then you're educated and you're making a positive decision. A lot of truth to that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah. I, you know, I was talking about how human beings are going down the shithole real fast. This is, a, <laughs> this is a little flower sprouting in that pile of manure that is the yeah. way most of us think. And it's, it's in everything. It's ubiquitous. Yeah. The word diet has fallen out of fashion, especially for millennials and Gen Zers. Chief yeah. Marketing Officer at PepsiCo, Greg Lyons, says uh, that uh, they rebranded Pepsi Max as Pepsi Zero Sugar in 2016. And uh, he said they're going to continue to do this. Uh, they still have... Uh, oh, no, they got rid of Diet 7-Up. Now it's 7-Up Zero Sugar. Dr. Pepper is still diet, Dr. Pepper. Can I get a tab? Uh, One calorie tab. I remember those, yeah. Everybody I, I know who drank that, I'm told, died of cancer. <laughs> tasted like horse piss. Yeah, it did taste it like was yeah. bad. Um, well, there's, I believe it still exists somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the word diet is going away, and I think that's that's a healthy uh, choice. I, and I think I do think younger people are more educated about nutrition. Uh, and I think it's harder for us, uh, some of us older folks, because, you know, my mom just threw a half a pound of sugar in some, you know, r red dye number five Kool-Aid yeah. mix. Yeah. Or when they came out with cyclamates, she was like, oh, the cyclamates is great. I don't have to buy as much sugar. Yeah. And, and every pan, every huh. every pan was filled with a hunk of lard yeah. for any fried dish, and everything was fried. In and she Scottish was household. chain smoking over it, and so occasionally <laughs> the ashes would get in there. <laughs> and everything, you know, the, everything that they bought. I mean, let's <laughs> have the kids eat some healthy peas. We'll get them in the can because the yeah. peas, keys in the can. And and pea, have you ever had peas in a can? They're they're plastic. They oh. used to be. Other than Lesseur, which is the chrome label. They're almost rotten. They're just... Yeah. And so yeah. there's so many things I didn't like when I was young that later I discovered when they're fresh, they're fantastic. Ah, whole nother deal. Yeah. So yeah. that's a... I think that's a positive uh, aspect of humanity uh, that is happening now, that we are seeing uh, some education about that stuff. Uh, let's see. Here's the other thing. In Liberty County. Oh, uh, this is really interesting. So you know that there's, what are they calling it? The great resignation, all the people quitting their jobs right yep. now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the big they're giving up. Yes. Yep. And uh, this is an article in the Washington Post that examines, granted it's just uh, case studies of individual people as to why they quit. And there are a large variety of reasons. Uh, a bunch of them are people who were old in shit jobs who discovered during the pandemic that, you know what? This cat food isn't that bad. I think I enjoy not having to go to work. <laughs> cat food. 
It's true, sad but true. The crunchy ones taste just like Cheerios. <laughs> that's, just, that's bone meal. Mm. Uh, for example, Maggie Town, who quit her job as a hotel front desk manager at a La Quinta Inn mm-hmm. uh, to spend uh, time with her kids during the pandemic, she realized that, um, you know what? She could squeeze by without that paycheck. And all the other housekeepers left the La Quinta Inn, of course, because it was closed, and now they have trouble hiring people back. Part of why they have trouble, by the way, is because during, and and this isn't talked about much, during the pandemic, who kicked ass? Who grew leaps and bounds? Amazon. Amazon. And what did they do? They hired all the housekeepers from the La Quinta Inn to stuff stuff in boxes. At double the rate. And those people are not going back. Someone else left their job as a cook because they didn't want to be around so many people. And basically said, you know what? That's it. Um, a bunch of people who uh, left, you know, obviously are on some kind of government assistance, but right now unemployment is back down low. What is it, like 4.5%? Yeah, it's down. Mm-hmm. So what it is is we're consuming more, and it's not all pandemic stimulus uh, because, you know, that's gone away pretty much. But we're consuming a ton more. The supply chains haven't recovered. Prices are going up. House prices are going up. Everybody's paying it for now. Uh, but I think, um, I think in a way, our shit jobs were a little bit like slavery in that people trapped in them didn't have freedoms, didn't have even basic luxuries, a lot of them. And they pretty much are revolting against going back to those kinds of jobs. The working poor. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm all for that. I mean... I've always said that if this country had to actually pay what it cost for everything we want to consume to be made in this country, that our standard of living would go way down. And um, so we don't really want what we think we want. Like, I'll keep the jobs in America. I want to pay $8,000 for my iPhone. No, we'd rather support a communist regime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nutty. It's crazy. It's wacky. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of restaurants can't hire people. No, you no, and uh, it, it it I the the girl down the street that uh, runs the bar, a friend of Lizzie's, mm-hmm. she's been trying to convince her to become a bartender, or you know, and she she can't get anybody. She cannot get people. Right, right. No, and Lizzie's work. a bud tender, and there's going to be no shortage of that. No, no, no. As this moves on. All right. Uh, last but not least, our Jonathan Edwards concert. Uh, Zip, you saw a preview of it, right? Yeah, it was excellent. You saw it too, Ed? Yep. Very good. All right. Uh, That's released on Friday at 4.20 p.m. I don't know how we came up with that (laughs) that hour, but uh, it'll be online at 4.20 p.m. And uh, if you want to find it, just search for Black River Innovation Campus in Vermont. They'll have a website. I'll put it on, all, on my Facebook and everything. Black River Innovation Campus in Vermont. Yes. And uh, they'll have links to it. 
And uh, it, there's a couple of things I want to say about the show. Uh, Jonathan is just such a wonderful human being, an amazing performer, legendary songwriter. In this show, he does all his hits, Lay Around the Shanty, Sunshine, uh, and a couple of really good other surprises. Emma. Emma. And he also, uh, there are two songs from his new album, Right Where I Am, the title track, and Drop and Roll, which is another song about getting stoned. <laughs> and we made videos uh, for those two songs that are interspersed in the middle of the show. And it's just, it's been such a pleasure working with him because at first I think he thought I was a stalker. <laughs> and now he appears to have gotten comfortable with the fact that that is true. <laughs> and a stickler. Yeah, and a stickler. Yeah. Well, and he appreciates that. And, and he was doing tweaks with me today, last minute final tweaks on, on the editing. Oh, I thought you got into some butt and, or something. No, and he and his wife are, you know, uh, they're your neighbors down in Florida, uh, Zip. Are they? Yeah, they are. I'm not going to say exactly where, but, um, and, and then they're in, uh, you know, New Hampshire. I'm sorry, Maine. They're in Maine. He, yeah. he tells a story about it. He used to live in New Hampshire, and his daughter called. His daughter thought he lived in peanut butter, New Hampshire. <laughs> it's, it's in the show. Yeah. Also in the show, you will see Zip Zipfell and Ed Kelly sitting in the same Laughing row with my wife, Lisa. <laughs> I was. But here's the thing. I got to point this out. Zip, zip, zip. Yes. At several points in the show, especially right around 30 minutes in the show, there's a close-up on you. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. And your dick is hanging out above your mask. No. Oh. Yeah, it's true. He had it down under his nose. You had your mask down under your nose. We bragged that this was a COVID-safe event. And as we're doing the edit, the camera would pan by zip. And you were doing the, the you know, plumber's butt crack version of COVID. <laughs> because my glasses fog. I had my glasses on, did I not? Right. Well, not always. If four people <laughs> around you passed away from COVID, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for bringing that in fact, it, In fact, it we was waited two months to put out the show to make sure nobody <laughs> did die. Did yeah, you I'm clip saying, those out? He had a choice of other cameras. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we, he was trying to get Lizzie on the shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Lizzie's in there too, right? Yeah. Is yeah, she? Yeah. Where is she sitting next to you? She might not. To my left. To your left. Yeah. She's kind of in the corner then. It might be hard right. to see. Her. Yeah. Uh, it, you'll see the row. You just look for the guy. Freeze frame it. In fact, send us a photo of freeze frame Zip's nose hanging out the top <laughs> oh, of his jock strap. <laughs> jock strap. You've ever seen those pictures like it? This is how you wear your jock strap? And I understand why you wear your mask this way. It really does get my goat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a great show. Uh, it's released Friday at 4.20 p.m. I'll put it out on all the social media. And again, thank you to our Patreons, bobrivers.com slash Patreon if you'd like to help the show. Uh, I am on the road this week. Uh, next week will be Christmas. I'm debating whether we should take one podcast off. Hmm. Uh, and I would only do that if you guys are going to be traveling and it's going to be difficult. And if not, it's only freaking 90 minutes. So I'm willing to do it. Are you guys in? Ed? Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I, yeah. I would do right. it. I, yeah. Zip, how do you feel? You feel sure. cold coming on? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's committed. All right, then we'll be here next week for Christmas and, and perhaps a, a week off at New Year's. Uh, everybody, take care, be well, be safe, and, uh, and remember, uh, be healthy out there, and uh, 
you should wash your hands. Wear your mask. Wear your mask and wash your hands. <laughs> All right, be well. Get inside It's got me wheezing in my lungs Stay inside No high fives No high fives Yeah, you Got that something So keep your distance, man And please Do the smart thing You gotta wash your hands Show.